and welcome into another episode of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. I'm Scott Agnes, coming to you from Bankers Life Fieldhouse, sitting down with the Director of Community Relations for the Indiana Pacers at Pacers Sports and Entertainment, Kelly Tolles, who been here for quite a while, a couple dozen years here with this franchise. Before we get into what Pacers Sports and Entertainment and the players and everyone does for the community, let's talk about you a little bit, how you arrived here, and what about community relations just works for you, why you love that? Yeah, thanks for having me, Scott. Um, you know, I've been here actually 24 years now, um, so a very long time. I've seen a lot. Um, just started out, I went to Indiana University and majored in sports communications, and I know as we talked off air, I kind of thought I wanted to do the media side of the sports business. I wasn't exactly sure what that was. And to be honest with you, I really had no idea that NBA teams, um, you know, you just see the product on the court. Um, So I really had no idea what was all involved behind the scenes. But um, thankfully, I did have an opportunity through some friends and contacts I had. I did an internship for a, a guy out in Arizona that did freelance work for the sun so kind of long story short um, through that experience i was able to come back here back home um, i am from indianapolis and um, do an internship here for the pacers and got hired on after that and like i said 24 years later uh, i'm still here thankfully mm-hmm. and and have really loved every minute of it um, like i said i, I kind of thought i wanted to be on the media side of things but after uh, dipping my foot into community relations when i first got here um, i realized that was really my true passion and, and something that I really wanted to do as a career. So you're a good example of internship paying off in the, in the other way, not necessarily landing you a job, although it did, mm-hmm. but finding, you know what, this really isn't for me. I don't want to spend the rest of my life in media. Absolutely. And that's what we tell our interns a lot of times when they come in and work for us is, you know, not only are you working in community relations, but, um, you know, get into the other fields and opportunities that are here. Talk to other people in um, our company. And, you know, I think internships are so valuable in being able to provide that um, that experience and also that knowledge of, okay, is this what I really want to do? And like I said, you, you kind of find out yay or nay if that's kind of your niche. That's one of the big things I found with internships. Mm-hmm. And those are the key things for everyone nowadays. You got to do multiple yeah, to yeah. really find your in. And it can also be beneficial to try different routes mm-hmm. to see which one sticks for you more, which one you're more passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. And so many schools, I mean, back in the day when I was going through school, um, you know, I I don't really feel like it got pushed as much as it is now. And it definitely wasn't a requirement for me. Um, I actually did not do my internship until after I had graduated. Um, I was just kind of looking for, you know, some temporary position or some sort of experience. And like I said, fortunately, this came about. But now so many schools, um, it's pretty much a requirement for whatever your degree is that you do some sort of internship. It's amazing. You're one of those individuals and kind of the team behind the team, right? I know it's kind of stressed here and what what Darnell Hillman and Richie Smith and yourself and, and everyone interns do throughout the year. If you had to sum up kind of your role within this franchise, how would you define it? Um, I really think, just to put it simple, as we are the community outreach arm of um, the Pacers and Pacers Sports and Entertainment, in conjunction with um, Roberta Courtright, who mm-hmm. handles our fever community relations. Um, really, like I said, anything we can do to help our community, whether it's, you know, like we did the other day, handing out free turkeys or providing a literacy program to get kids excited about reading. Um, we're just really that community outreach arm um, of the organization. 
Let's start with Read to Achieve. That's a cool thing. I know you have what looks like about 30 people from the community involved, whether it's media, whether it's police officers, mm-hmm. whether it's local sportscasters. What have you seen from this program where, where kids can grab hold of it? Is it they recognize the face and then they want to pay attention or is it just – wow, they're treating us special coming in and spending part of their day with us. You know, I think it's really, you know, you talk about if, you know, if you're a parent or, you know, or a grandparent or whatever it may be impacting a child's life, you can talk to them until you're blue in the face about how important it is to to learn how to read, to be good at reading. But when we come in there and first of all, you know, we make it as fun as possible. Boomer. Exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's, that's all you like have to mostly. say. Exactly. We kind of lose control. We learned earlier on, don't bring Boomer in until we're done reading. Um, but but, you know, <laughs> but we um, we make it fun for the kids and we do bring in these what they perceive as celebrities, whether it's our community members. We also have about 30 staff as well that participate in the program. So about 60 um, individuals from our community and our staff that participates in the program. And like I said, just really makes it fun and exciting and and shows the kid uh, shows the kids that no matter what your job is, how important it is to read and to be able to read. I mean, obviously, with IMPD, we you know, they talk to them about. About how do they use reading in their job and why is it so important? Um, the newscaster is obviously our position, so um, it's it's just so important for them to to see that that you know no matter who you are or what you do, reading is you know a lifeline for you. How do you decide where to go? Are schools pitching you? Are you? hitting different schools within a different township so you're touching different kinds of groups each year? We really try to go uh, as all over as we can. Um, we certainly have some limitations according to um, some guidelines that the NBA has set forth um, for us as far as how far we can reach out to certain communities just in what we do. But we reach out to probably about 23 to 25 different counties. Um, obviously the nine donut counties around Marion County and then the ones that surround those. So we go as far as Kokomo down to um, you know Bloomington Nashville all that Um, and what we do is we just promote it online Um, a lot of it has been word of mouth because we've been doing it for so long it's been gosh probably over 20 years that we've been doing this program and the schools just sign up Um, it is a basically kind of a a limited limited thing we do anywhere from 30 to 40 schools each year Um, and that's just during the season obviously during the summer we also visit every uh, Marion County branch library and do the same sort of program um, so they just sign up online and um, we just are able to help as many as we possibly can with our schedule and what we're able to you know fit in our schedule with mm-hmm. all the other events that we do so the Fort Wayne Mad Ants joined the family three years ago when Herb Simon bought them mm-hmm. as well and I know they have their own probably a much smaller community relations group up there but I know they're trying to integrate all of that more. I know Rick Fuston has been up there a couple times mm-hmm. in the last week. Sarah Baird was just up there. What are you trying to work with them about and tie in those relationships to do some of the same causes? Um, I think, you know, we're very similar in, in uh, not only what we want to reach out to our community. Uh, you know, I know the Mad Ants, they're, they're very extremely active in the Fort Wayne community and their surrounding areas. And just trying to emulate, um, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of what they do, what we do, and just making sure that we're, we're sending out the same message. And, and and really, like I said earlier, that the overall message is how important the community is to us. It's a huge week for you. That's why I'm really <laughs> grateful that you're sitting down and taking a small part of your day because it's you got so much going on. Primarily, it's the Come to Our House Thanksgiving event. This year, it's Thad Young. Um, as well as Al Jefferson putting their name on it in years past David West. Uh, last year, I think it was Rodney Stuckey for the mm-hmm. last couple mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. What does this event event kind of mean to Pacer Sports Entertainment? Because it's maybe the go-to community relations event throughout the year that we know of. 
Yeah, I mean, it's very, very popular. I mean, obviously, um, this is actually our 20th year that we started this. And just to give you a little history, it started back with Antonio Davis. Um, Way back in the day, I am dating myself there. (laughs) But um, he wanted to go out into, we started at Wheeler Mission, and we went there um, and started serving as many people as we could. Uh, That next couple of years then, uh, Jalen Rose took over, and it was his brainchild, really, to, hey, let's bring it over to the field house. It was when we were opening okay. and, and just make it a huge event, and it's just kind of snowballed from there. Um, we are excited this year that um, Austin Crozier, one of our longtime sponsors of the event, he and his family are going to be here and help Flying serve. Flying from California. Um, yeah, there. I, I believe they actually are going to be in town uh, spending some time here um, with their families, but um, mm-hmm. they wanted to certainly come and help out. But it's just this cornerstone piece for our organization, Pacer Sports Entertainment. Um, the foundation is also involved in providing some dollars to put forward this and and certainly we realize that there are so many individuals within our community that um, don't have the resources to be able to whether it's going to spend with family um, economic hard times whatever it might be and so we really want to be that house that they can come to and um, spend time with us and have a a great Thanksgiving meal provided by Levy restaurants Um, like I said this year we are providing um, this meal for a thousand guests Uh, so it's a very large undertaking for us but you know they also get to do uh, various interactives we have a photo booth where they can take family photos we have you know balloon artists and family and face painters so it's really a festive atmosphere and just kind of maybe just for those couple of hours kind of maybe forget about what what they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis that's the cool thing not only will they at least get one great meal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they have fun it's it's so much fun to see the players and staff interact with these individuals and Mm -hmm. and maybe these are individuals that aren't coming to games and they don't get to see up close and they can't make it to the fan jam so this is one way Mm -hmm. and then also when they leave they leave us things that are helpful a scarf gloves Mm -hmm. and things like that thanks to finish line right yeah we um, provide a whole lot of uh, cold weather uh, gear we do backpacks finish line as you mentioned provides um, socks and and we do Gatorade water bottles and like I said we do a Pacers hat fever scarf this year we have about 20 to 22 different items that we are providing in the bag Um, we also have donated to each of the organizations that are attending we have donated to gate Pacers game tickets to allow um, individuals from those different areas and shelters to to come to a game throughout the year as well. One of the neat things, too, was I think several days ago, maybe last week, Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. and uh, Glenn Robinson the third, the Indiana boys, mm-hmm. is how I put that one. Yeah. Wanted to do something on their own. Tell me about that process of wanting to do something that maybe you guys had not presented to them, mm-hmm. and then the process that goes into executing it. Right. We um, actually, you know, Victor and Glenn, I, I cannot say enough about them and, and their passion for the community. Not only um, our city, but, you know, as you know, where they're from as well. They give back to their own um, cities. For instance, Glenn, he does a basketball clinic every year up at Lake Central High School. For free. For free. Absolutely. We do two days up there. And and so, I mean, both of them, and obviously Victor's new to us, but I remember um, talking with the OKC folks um, before he came here, and they said he is phenomenal. And so you, you don't know until you see it. And then since he's been here, like I said, it's been amazing, his heart for the community. And so they uh, both.
both had wanted to do a turkey giveaway. So they decided, hey, let's just join forces. Um, Karen Atkinson, the player development, um, talked to us, and we just kind of started rolling. Got a huge help from Kroger and in, in the fact that they helped put together and said, okay, we need 200 turkeys. We need corn. We need, you know, so they were very helpful in basically gathering the, the items for us. Um, it was completely funded by Victor and Glenn, and uh, we decided to work with uh, Krista Morehouse because we felt like that was kind of a the Hallville area was a little bit of a um, in need um, area of our city and so we went over there and, and had this just great event gave away 200 turkeys all the trimmings um, Victor and Glenn posed for photos for every yeah. single family that was there um, you know it was just a great great give back and to be able to have our players really initiate that I mean certainly we have our number of programs that we have um, we have many players that are involved in um, as far as hey would you be be part of this but but to have them come to us and say hey we want to do that I mean it's just it's it's real it's remarkable to be honest um you know to to know how much they care about the community that they are, are working in and playing in and and you know really wanting to you know make themselves a big part mm-hmm. of the community beyond the time and the legwork it might take to do some of these things i gotta believe the most difficult part of your job is saying no oh my god because you, you probably get tons of requests mostly legitimate some mm-hmm. people just reaching sure. out and just to say, we just don't have the time, or maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very difficult. And as long as I've been here, it's still a challenge for me. I mean, when we have, when we meet with other teams and kind of, you know, talk about their experience, our experience, that's always a calm. How do you say no? Because you, you truly want to help everybody. But um, obviously, you know, you can't. Um, and so we really try to spread the love between the Thanksgiving dinner, and I'm sure we'll talk about soon our, our toy giveaway. Um, and all of the other events we do, we really try to spread the love as much as we can. But understanding that, unfortunately, there are those times that we are going to have to stay, say no just for a variety of reasons. It could be the schedule. It could be just the amount of time we have, resources. So it's very, very difficult to say no. But I, I feel like we try to help as many people as we can. I thought it was interesting you mentioned learning about Victor from the other community relations mm-hmm. rep. During the off season. so you're learning about these guys and maybe making the other phone calls and reaching out and saying, hey, George Hill is like this. He'll do that. Mm -hmm. Jeff Teague is good at this. Try not to talk to him about this, whatever it is. What are those interactions like? What do you try to learn? Yeah, absolutely. We like to learn, first of all, you know, what's their personality? What do they like? What do they don't like? Um, what are they comfortable? What are they not comfortable with? You know, some might like to speak in front of a big group. Some might not. And, you know, and maybe... What are some programs that they've been involved in? I mean, another thing we've, we learned about Victor is obviously, as everyone else has learned, is he loves to sing. Yeah. And so we will be going to uh, some hospitals soon. And he wants to sing and carol to some of the patients. So we learned that through, you know, talking with OKC. So working with the network of family that we have with the NBA and all of the other CR teams, um, it's just great to reach, be able to have that comfort level to reach out of, um, and just their experience with the players that we may be getting or they may be getting from us. Um, it's just just a huge help to be able to talk to them and, and really kind of have a little of a background before we actually meet with them or approach them about, you know, see our activities. Two things I'll never forget is a couple times during Christmas, it was, I think this was even without community relations, they just wanted to do something. 
George Hill went and bought toys. Chris Copeland joined him, and I think out of the back of his truck, <laughs> he's just said, hey, kid, and he was giving Christmas gifts because he wanted mm-hmm. to make sure every kid in his, his community, I think 34th Street or whatever, mm-hmm. had a toy to open on Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. It's And it's amazing what our guys do without us, without player development, that they just have their own initiatives. Um, you know, again, this is dating me, but one of my favorite stories ever was um, when I first started here with Reggie and there were a number of times that he would call us um, just, you know, driving home from practice and he would pass a school and he'd call and say, hey, can you call such and such school and see if I, if it's okay if I come in? And yes. I mean, he would just stop and go to the school and visit the school. And it, I mean, it was just something completely. And, you know, as, as most people know, Reggie was very quiet. He was not one that, you know, needed or wanted the publicity as far as what he did in the community. But that's always been, I guess, one of my go-to and favorite stories and just an example of what so many of our players do in the community. One of the neat recent initiatives, if you will, is the Hoops for Troops. Now, this is an NBA-wide initiative, mm-hmm. but you were able to take care of those who, who serve and protect us with a number of things, and as part of that throughout the year. Now, Thad Young is taking the pass, if you will, from mm-hmm. C.J. Miles and handling uh, I forget what the exact program is called, sideline but soldiers. sideline shoulders mm-hmm. before the games start. Yeah, that was something, um, as you mentioned, Hoops for Troops is an NBA initiative where we're not only um, recognizing our military men and women, um, but we're also helping to serve alongside them um, in the community um, and giving back with them and different projects. And so each team, it's really up to us how we um, implement that in a local level. So one of the things we decided to do was a sideline soldiers program where we bring in 16 soldiers um, at about 12 to 15 games throughout the year they receive complimentary um, a dinner for all of them in our lightbound um, courtside club courtesy of levy um, they receive a t-shirt a, a goodie bag they have lower level seats um, and they also get recognized in game and then they also throw out shirts to the fans which i th- actually think that's kind of one of their favorite things to do because usually it's just those employed by the team exactly. and it, whether it's mm-hmm. boomer or something and this is something unique for them yeah i think they really get a, a kick out of it but like you said um Young, he meets the the team before, or he meets the group of soldiers before the game, and and you know thanks them, takes a photo with them, and they get to watch a little um, pre pre game um, warm ups with. Yeah, that's him. the other mm-hmm. underrated part of this whole mm-hmm. thing. They're sitting there in the front row seats yep. for maybe an hour before mm-hmm. the game, just watching, and and that's I would think individuals like that that are huge with attention to detail are trying to pick something up from them and how they get ready for their duty. Yeah, absolutely. And and what's funny is this actually started when we started this program. Tyler Hansbro is the one that really wanted to step forward and do it. And so we made T-shirts, but he was a little adamant in the blue in the shirts being a little Carolina blue. I but, noticed. Uh, we kind of changed that now. So uh, <laughs> so poor poor Tyler. But um, but yeah, we uh, we love honoring our soldiers because, like you said, it's just they serve and protect us and provide us of our free and you know we, we really can't do enough for them. Another big event, this is, comes in December, and I'll always think of Lance Stevenson because <laughs> kids love Born Ready, according to him. It's the shop with our Pacers. Where recently you've gone to Greenwood, I mm-hmm. think it's at Circle Center mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. year, where they get like a $1,000 gift card to just go spend, and then you see low-key, like C.J. Miles, you want those shoes? I'll take care of them. Mm. Go get your size. I want to make sure you get those shoes. Yeah, That's really neat. It is funny. It's a great partnership we have with Simon Malls, and we always have uh, six players, and actually, we're always told this is one of uh, some of our players' absolutely mm-hmm. favorite events. I can see why. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, because we provide them um, a certain gift card, but they never stay within the gift card. I mean, the players are always wanting to, um, 
you know, go above and beyond and provide them more than than really you know, the gift card we provide. And uh, so that's great to see. They, you know, it's just kind of fun. One year you'll have, um, you know, a player sitting in Build-A-Bear and, <laughs> and you know, the making this little bear with a heart and everything. And, you know, like you said, obviously Finish Line is a, a huge hit with the kids. They always want to go in and, and get shoes. So it's just really, uh, really heartwarming, um, you know, to see our players, how passionate they are about helping these kids around the holidays. I just permanently have the visual of a kid on the back of Lance Stevenson roaming <laughs> through the halls or the mall at Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that just sticks with me. They, uh, you know, it's the, the kids see, I think, such a different side of the player. I think sometimes the kids that are there see the kid in the player, not just these big guys on the court Absolutely. that play basketball. They see a completely different, um, you know, personality and, and avenue of those players. Is that, one, there. is that one an event where guys are like dibs? I call dibs on that event. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, a few of the guys we've had, I mean, when Lance was here with us the first time, that was something he always did, and certainly he's being involved um, again this year now that he's um, back with us. And um, so I think that's one of Lance's uh, most favorite events as well. And, and like I said, obviously we know Lance is a, a big kid at heart, so um, I think it's a lot of fun for him as well. Then you have the the big toy giveaway with, and that's really because of the relationship right of mm-hmm. owner Herb Simon and Steve Berman of Jack Specific. Right. Um, they have a great friendship that I think dates back several years. Um, um, Herb Simon and Stephen Berman with Jack's Pacific. And uh, they just came together and, and Stephen Berman wanted to provide a donation of toys. Um, it started, gosh, eight years ago, I think it is now. Um, Isn't and, it amazing how time flies? Oh, I know. Like, it is. Three years. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, it's been eight. Yeah, I was exactly. And, you know, when we first received the shipment, we were we were just astounded and we had absolutely no idea you know how to process the toys and what to do and now it's just so turnkey but because you pay your employees like sign up and say hey i'll take these four hours in the morning Mm -hmm. and then there's the next group that comes in yeah for what seems like a week we go through we spend about three or four days sorting the items um indiana national guard has been very grateful uh, or gracious in in hosting and providing a big warehouse where our toys can be shipped to um our staff goes up through there and sorts everything boys girls um and then according to the different we um, donate to about 50 different um organizations here in indianapolis alone the last couple of years we have also kind of spread the love to a lot of the outlying cities and we take kind of what we call our little toy sleigh up to different cities like this year we're going to Kokomo and Connersville and Greencastle Muncie, Evansville, and, and you guys I, are all over. I know we're going all to those, over. and we're doing just a little holiday, um, you know, not really a press conference, it's a little holiday celebration, celebrating the toys that we have donated to that community, and then just having a little hit where we're bringing our pacemates and Boomer, and just having a little party for those kids in those cities as well. I just don't know how you can. <laughs> How you decide where mm-hmm. to distribute because you always feel like you probably left someone out. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, we do, we um, kind of try to take notice on if there's been any kind of, um, whether it's weather incident over the year where they've maybe been hard hit by a tornado maybe or, they need a or economic impact or something like that. Um, you know, we kind of pay attention to those to, to really try to serve those. Obviously, we partner with Fort Wayne um, with the Mad Ants and, and do a big celebration with them as well up there. So it's... um. 
you know, like I said, it's great to be able to go into these cities because especially it seems like sometimes some of the smaller towns, I mean, they kind of lose their mind when we come there, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are so excited and um, for us to be able to give back to those other cities because we certainly realize, you know, we're the Indiana Pacers. So we do need to be statewide. And so we do as much as we possibly can. And being able to go into those cities and just put a smile on not only the kids' faces, but the community in general and the um, individuals that help us with the giveaway is just um, it's just amazing. That's what I think is cool is part of the name. When they founded the team was they wanted to be Indiana so that it represented mm-hmm. the state rather than necessarily just Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to leave anyone out. And so, so that's where it's cool to see you guys touching as, as many counties that you mm-hmm. are allowed by NBA rules. Right. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and sometimes, sometimes we do go a little further as we, as we can. Um, like you mentioned, we do have some NBA guidelines that we do have to stay within, um, you know, a certain radius, but we truly try to reach as many of the counties and cities as we possibly can through all of our programming. Um, like I mentioned, whether it's a reading, a toy giveaway, a fitness event, um, we really try to, to reach out and like I said, touch as many of the communities as we can that, you know, we just know they the community has given so much to us. I mean, certainly we all know that we've had our ups and downs as a team from, from the get-go. You know, we've had good years, bad years, but our, our community's always been there, um, you know, supporting us. And so we just feel like it's really important to, to kind of show our love back to them. Do you feel a correlation between when the team is rolling, though, the players are having more fun oh, absolutely. and are willing to get out and do more versus if you're losing 10 in a row? It's, oh, it's really sure. hard to probably lose, leave their bubble. Sure. It, I mean, that is tough. And I mean, there are times sometimes when we have a even like say a post game event whether if we have a group coming yeah, Corey in Joseph I think recently yes had one. he did Darren Collison also did one um, actually that would have been great because he did one I, I can't remember what what organization it was with but um, it was through our ticket department but um, he spoke to them after our 22 point come from behind win on Friday night so you so know he's in a good mood. so he's a very good mood yeah so I know you know we have to really realize and, and respect that you know as as different as a world maybe it is from our everydays um, this is still their job and you know they have good days bad days and so I think we always have to kind of um, respect and remember that as well and um, I think we do a good job and especially our player development department with Karen and Michael and Carl um, of really identifying what our players are like and um, really kind of tapping into that as we go into the community and and know whether they will do this won't do this and whether it's a win or lose you know we kind of kind of know what what to expect one last thing at least from my end that i wanted to mm-hmm. highlight was in which we haven't really talked about is the coaches because they do a few things throughout the year mm-hmm. and i was fortunate to sit in on their junior mba event yeah. that they held at the practice court here at bankers life Fieldhouse, where i was told nate mcmillan afterwards was like hey we need more time <laughs> saying yeah. how much that, that represents how much he enjoyed the mm-hmm. event and also realizes there's a lot that goes into his job that he wants to explain to some 100, 150 coaches that were on hand from the area. Yeah, we um, started this actually a, a couple of years ago. We um, we certainly have our Junior Pacers program where we want to impact the kids and youth um, to teach the game of basketball and sportsmanship and leadership and all of that. But we certainly feel like you know it was absolutely important to reach out to the coaches that actually teach these kids, teaching them the right way and teaching them all sorts of the off-the-court things that go along with you know playing a sport whether it's basketball or whatever and so um it started with frank vogel and he was
was all on board of, on it, and obviously Nate was part of that staff as well. So then when Nate took over, um, he was all about continuing it. And so actually last year, um, you know, we put together an agenda. Okay, you're going to have 20 minutes to do this and this and, you know, <laughs> offense, defense. He kind of went off script a little bit. So this year we're like, you know, we're just going to be pretty loose and do he can do. Uh-huh. And then he did. He's like, we need more time, you know. <laughs> so so it's really exciting to see the the coaches have so much fun in, in doing things like that with our community. And obviously Nate is great. Um, you know, Dan Burke and his family are fantastic as well. Um, actually, Dan and his wife have been very gracious at our Thanksgiving dinner to donate um, a couple of the items we'll be giving away at the goodie bag. So um, the coaches really are just as involved. Involved. Uh, maybe not as as publicly, you know. Everybody loves the players, and they're the ones that gets the pub. But certainly, our, our coaches are um, very community minded as well, and certainly will be here uh, tomorrow for our Thanksgiving dinner. And one more event I need to highlight because I thought this was just cool. He's gone now, but what David and Leslie West did mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the prom season, where I, I don't even know the numbers. Let's say mm-hmm. 150 prom dresses yeah. mm-hmm. to local girls who may otherwise not be going to prom. And on top of that, maybe it'd be um, go get a haircut mm-hmm. or a limo ride to prom, things like that, that they, they could not afford. Leslie explained how she knows how this night's special for everyone and some without their help, may not even have that opportunity. Yeah, that was um, such a great event we did with David and Leslie. Um, you know, Leslie was very much the the driver of that program. And but da- I love how David always talked about how he would constantly <laughs> carry prom dresses in exactly. the back of his car. He would be storing them all of the time. We had dresses here. I mean, we had prom dresses everywhere. Um, so that that was just a huge event. And, and again, it just shows you um, from the beginning of, of, of time as far as when the uh, ABA and NBA Pacers um, We've always just had such a, a great group of people that really, an organization that really understand the importance of community. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for your time and Absolutely. and what you do for this community, this city, and even for this team. We appreciate it. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Kelly Tolls, the Director of Community Relations for the Indiana Pacers.